That was that was the most moving we've had yet. Welcome into the Bogey Bro banter. Hunter. <laughs> Bogey Bros. Let me start off by saying. Oh, what are you about to say? <laughs> this is our second time recording this. This show. is our second time. The first time I. It doesn't matter. We went on for um, an hour and a half. Connor wasn't recording. <laughs> Connor That's wasn't not recording. true. That's not true. Yeah. Most typical. Well, it wasn't. You weren't. You weren't recording the audio, but it was like the, it was the video was good. All right. Anyways, anyways on to the next thing. Yeah. Hunter, as I said before, I mean it just as much this time. I missed you. It's nice to have you back in the office. My line. Um, <laughs> well, he doesn't speak for me. I know. I don't speak for him. I've never spoken for Trevor ever. I missed you too, Trevor. That's really that's uncalled for, Hunter. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> It's an exact no, recreation. No one else is getting that joke. Literally, I miss, literally I, I we had to re-record here. it because something happened. Yeah. So we said the exact same thing. But this is as far as we got. Yeah. Now, now it's just it's now all we're actually organic. bantering. Yeah. You, this whole show scripted every time. <laughs> every time. You, man. We're really good actors. I missed I missed being in the office. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The I don't know. Yeah, no, there's an there's a, like an electricity in like here. Like the day the first like two yeah, days. Yeah, I mean that's how the lights are on. The first like two days. I was like, oh, this is nice. And like day three, I was like, man. Did you get any FOMO? No. We didn't do anything cool enough to give no. you FOMO. Oh, yeah, we did. I don't really get FOMO much. Except for when I don't get invited to friends' weddings. <laughs> what the heck's going on over there? Oh, it's a shadow. Yesterday, I, I here, I'll give you some lot. FOMO, Hunter. You can have some of this FOMO. Yesterday, All Business Brad bought me some mac and cheese from Chick-fil-A. Nice, man. Dang it. How does that make you You're feel? You're giving me FOMO. Yeah, too. you were gone, Trevor. You were like, I'm going to go fill some TikToks. Ooh. I mean, I had first trick shot happen yesterday. It's going up today. Heck yeah. Took me not that long, actually. Probably like 35, 40 minutes. I saw you uh, hitting the one iron. Well, that was for the TikTok that I did. You saw on the foundation. Did yeah. You? Okay. <laughs> Say, let's be clear. <laughs> what? That was not part of a trick shot. No. I, I tried a few trick shots. One of them were was I knew it was going to be nearly impossible, but I also knew that the attempts would look cool enough to be content on its own. The other one I knew I could get, and I did eventually. So, nice. Yeah. Hunter, I want to hear about, you went to the beach. I want to hear about, is anything cool happen? It's a great time. I got food poisoning. Um, Sick. That sounds like a Where did time. you eat before you got food poisoning? Chicken. No, where? It was, uh, where? Yeah, let, let throw them Drunk under the bus. Drunken Jack's. Yeah, say throw them under the bus. They deserve this it. Restaurant, this restaurant was <laughs> pretty ingenious, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Uh, so they make like, you sick. They, they make no. you pay, and then you get sick. No. <laughs> the, it was. I think it was just something, I think they just had bad chicken, because my sister got a salad that had chicken on top. I got chicken tenders, so two completely different chicken like dishes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And we both got food poisoning. Mm. Liz got a chicken sandwich, it's a bad but chicken. luckily she only took one bite. And I'll explain why she was so full. But she was so full that she was just like, "I'm gonna take. I'm gonna just throw it away. Well, like, yeah, I'm gonna take I mean, the rest home. you got um, chicken going bad. That 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 messes up a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I. But then my brother-in-law got fish. He didn't get sick at all. And then my niece got chicken tenders, but she ate all her fries and like one bite of chicken tenders. And she mm-hmm. didn't get sick. So me and my sister both had chicken, both got sick. But this restaurant, this is the first restaurant I've ever been to like this. And I think it might be the smartest thing I've ever seen a restaurant do. Well, claim, the dumbest claim. to, as a consumer, it makes you spend more money, which is why it's so smart. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, we walk in. It's at Merle's Inlet. Uh, I was like 40 minutes away from where we were staying. It's right on the water, all of this. Okay. Place is packed. So we walk in, we put our name on the list, and she says, it's going to be about an hour wait. Is that okay? And we were like, yeah, we drove 40 minutes. What are we going to do? Drive 40 minutes back and wait yeah, 40 yeah. minutes somewhere else? She's like, yeah, that's fine. She goes, okay, we have a lounge downstairs that sits right on the water. You can sit inside or outside. Mm. There's a bar down there. 
mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of TVs. You can just go hang out down there and we'll text you when your table's ready. You're like, oh, okay, great. We sit down. That makes your waiting experience a lot better. Yeah, so we sit down. TVs are on, comfy chairs. Waiter comes up to us while we're down there. Hey, would you guys want anything to drink while you wait for your table upstairs? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And cool. we were like, oh, so I got a Diet Coke. We, we all got a drink. And then he leaves us an appetizer menu and he walks away, brings back the drinks. He goes, all right, well, you know, uh, I know the wait's pretty long right now. If you want an appetizer or anything, just let me know. Here's a, here's a basket of hush puppies. Puts them on the table. Oh yeah. And you're just like, can we, or is our So then Liz and I, we were like, okay, well let's just get the mozzarella sticks. We're going to get them upstairs anyways. Mm. And then Heather and Ethan, my brother-in-law and sister, they got loaded potato skins. Yeah. So then we just eat, eat, eat Very down there smart. for Very the hour smart. and we just get unlimited refills of Coke and stuff mm-hmm. and eat the hush puppies. And then it, we were thinking this is all going to be on one tab. Like you go upstairs, it follows you. Uh-huh. Right before our number gets texted, I don't know if this is a coincidence or if they have a system. Yeah. He walks over with our bill. He's like, here you go. Man. He goes, your table should be called soon. Bill, $27. For, I paid for everyone because okay, my brother-in-law okay. bought us dinner the night before. I was about to say, dang, those are some so expensive no. mozzarella so, but, sticks. Uh, loaded potato skins, whatever, mozzarella sticks, and the drinks, $27. So I paid that, and then we get a text, our table's ready, we go upstairs. We had eaten, it was an unlimited basket of hush puppies. Mm-hmm. We've been sitting there for an hour. Tough. So we go upstairs, yeah. we're, we're so full, hush but like, you gotta filling. eat dinner now. Yeah. So we sit down, we order dinner, and then like none of us could finish our meal. Mm. But... We all still ordered dinner, even though yeah, we were all gonna, full, because we, we just waited yeah, yeah, yeah. an hour to eat. That's you're true. Order. So we just we end up spending like twice as much as we would have if it wasn't for right downstairs business. lounge. So you were and the you drinks did. you got double charged. So you get upstairs, oh, you get upstairs, man. and they're like, "What do you want to drink? Diet Coke." Another three dollars for unlimited bottomless Diet Coke. That's so I paid six bucks for Diet Coke. <laughs> so not to mention you had food poisoning, but what? came up with that food poisoning was a bunch of hush puppies and a bunch of Diet Coke, which sounds like a very hush bad puppies, combination. Diet Coke, mozzarella sticks, and chicken. Oh. But so I got basically of, what happened. Of, so that's a lot of stuff to get sick off of. With um, Alpha Gal, my like red meat allergy, you have to call and ask like what stuff fried in. Yeah. And this first restaurant we wanted to go to called Benjamin's down there. It's a seafood buffet. They <laughs> fry in a mixture of vegetable oil and lard. Keep so I can't that. eat there. Okay. Lard. My mom also has Alpha Gal, so when we were all going out, we had to call. Well, which one's the beta gal? <laughs> Sorry. That's Go ahead. funny. Um, and so this place, <laughs> Drunken Jack's, I call them and I'm like, hey, what do you fry in? They told me, oh, we just fry in pure vegetable oil. I'm like, okay, great. But food poisoning and how I have an allergic reaction are basically the exact same symptoms. Mm. Oh, okay. And it's the same time frame. So okay. I wake up at 1 a.m., a little, little, almost six hours after I ate, super nauseous. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, why, like, why am I so nauseous? And so then I like start getting more and more nauseous. And I'm like, I don't know if this is an allergic reaction or what's going on. Like, did I just eat like crap? And so like, I started checking myself for hives, making sure I didn't have hives. And it, it becomes a mind game because oh, yeah. like you can make yourself feel symptoms you don't have. Mm-hmm. And so I always just have to like make myself like take deep breaths and breathe through it. But I'm getting more nauseous. So like, yeah. I know that's not in my head because I never mm-hmm. get that nauseous. So I decided, I'm like, you know what would be smart? I'm going to go ahead, take two Benadryl and a ranitidine, which are like the two histamine blockers. Makes sense. Um, So that if it is allergic reaction, I can get ahead of it. Yeah. Pop both of those, take a sip of water. The second that water touches my stomach, it's go time. Mm. I like lay back down and Liz hadn't gotten up yet. So what Liz wakes up to is I lay down and then I immediately have to run to the bathroom and throw up. 
Yeah. So I lay down and she thinks that I'm asleep. And so I wake up and just sprint out of the room. She's like, what? What's going on? What's going on? And I'm like, I'm, I'm getting sick. And then bleh, throw up. <laughs> and then it's food poisoning throw up. So like I threw up a lot. Yeah. Delicious. And so I'm sitting Ugh. there. But I mean, Mm-mm. realistically, I've had a lot worse cases of food poisoning. There's probably like a 10 minute or so of where I was throwing up. And it was like back to back to back to back. And then after that, it was done. Mm-hmm. And I felt better. But so I throw up. Still, I don't know if this is an allergic reaction because it's one in the morning. I'm not going to text my sister and be like, hey, are y'all getting sick? Liz isn't getting sick. And in my mm-hmm. head, she ate chicken. I forgot she didn't yeah. eat any of her sandwich. So I'm like, but she didn't eat the fried chicken. But my my niece had fried chicken. And so I'm like, walk back in. I'm like, thinking through everything. And I'm like, well, I don't want to take more Benadryl because I took like the max you're supposed to have. Yeah. But then I just threw up. It's like, can I take more? Is this allergic reaction? I True, still have no you just hives. Got anywhere. rid of the Benadryl that you yeah. took. Yeah, so I have no hives anywhere. But now I just have like chills all over my body mm-hmm. because I just threw up. And so I sit down and like and I lay back down in the bed. And um, I actually laid in the other bed this time because we had two beds in our room. And the one bed I was mm-hmm. like in the corner. It was hard for me to get out of without waking Liz up. And yeah. I'm like, I might be throwing up more. I'm gonna sleep in this bed. So I Makes lay down sense. in that bed. And I'm like, what the frick do I do? So I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'd rather have too much Benadryl in my body than it be an allergic reaction. I try to go to sleep right now. Mm-hmm. So I took two more Benadryl, another renitidine, and then uh, I just lay there shivering because there wasn't many blankets. I didn't bring a hoodie because we're at the beach. <laughs> and so I'm like covered up as much as I can, but I still have chills just all over my body. Yeah. And then I went to sleep and I was fine. Uh, I woke Benadryl up in the morning. knocked you out. Yeah, Benadryl <laughs> knocked me out. And I woke up in the morning, uh, still unsure if I had an allergic reaction or what happened. Mm-hmm. And so then I texted my sister. And I was like, hey, did Lila, who's my niece, I was like, did Lila throw up at all last night? Uh, I, I don't know if I had an allergic reaction or if it was food poisoning. And I just want to know because if it was food poisoning, I need to like eat bland throughout the morning. If yeah. it was allergic reaction, I'm, it's done. I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, no, Lila didn't. But I woke up at one, which is the exact same time as me. And she's like, and I was just throwing up the rest of the night. Oh, dang. I was like. Okay, so it was definitely food poisoning then. That's tough. Delightful. Um, did you, you felt like better after that though? Oh, I felt great. Then I went down to breakfast and I had, um, I just got like a plain waffle and some potatoes so that I didn't eat anything too, too heavy. Yeah. Um, and so I ate that and then every day we skipped lunch so that we could have a big dinner mm-hmm. because I mean, you're at the beach. Yeah. Plus we wanted to go to early dinner so we beat the crowd. Yeah, it makes sense. And so then that night I had fish tacos and was fine. Nice. Another side note. At least it didn't like completely ruin your trip. No, yeah, I, I ended up being fine. There, like that happened on um, Sunday, and then no, we went to dinner. Yeah, that happened Sunday, and then Monday I was fine, and then Tuesday morning I ate like a normal breakfast, and I've been fine mm-hmm. since. Uh, but fish tacos that night. I texted Trevor about this because I was dying. Oh yeah. A <laughs> uh, fish tacos that night. We went to this place called Taco Mundo. Uh huh. And because my mom really likes fish tacos, Liz and I really like fish tacos, and my mm-hmm. dad just kind of goes along with the ride. He doesn't, yeah. he'll eat fish anywhere. He doesn't really care. He doesn't like fish tacos, but he'll eat whatever. And so we were trying at the Outer Banks, there's a place called Mama Kwan's that has the absolute best fish tacos. And it's black and mahi mahi is what they use. And mm-hmm. then they have like rice and all this stuff. So we were trying to find a place. We went to this one place called Lulu's. They had black and mahi mahi fish tacos. It just wasn't, I mean, it was great, great fish tacos. Just wasn't Mama Kwan's. Mm-hmm. Then we went, have, if y'all haven't been to Mama Kwan's, you got to. I haven't. I've never been to the Outer Banks. Outer Banks, meh. Mama Kwan's is incredible. But uh, I am about that Pogue life, though, you know? Yeah. Great show. <laughs> um, so then we go to this Taco Mundo place. 
and I ordered the fish tacos. It's supposed to come with a side of rice and black beans. What I didn't realize was they're not two separate things. They're rice and black beans okay. all at once. I hate black beans. So oh, okay. I that shows up. And I'm like, dang it, because like that was what was gonna help it get to that next level mm-hmm. was putting rice in the taco. No one, no one there puts rice in the taco for some reason. So I have just fish with their their like sauce and cheese in my taco because I don't like lettuce, don't like pico de gallo. So like that very bland taco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there's a bottle of Texas Pete on the on the table. And okay. I'm like, okay, that'll help. Yeah. So I use Texas Pete all the time. Yeah, love so Texas I Pete. Put it on Not like made I, in Texas. I put on Texas Pete like I would any yeah. other time I use Texas of Pete. Course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Take the first bite, not Texas Pete. Oh, no. It wasn't. Was so, it in a Texas Pete bottle? No, it was in a... It just kind of looked... It was orange like kind of like Texas Pete. I didn't again. realize there was a label on the backside. Gotcha. So I pour it on. I'm talking to people, my like family, not thinking, and I put it back down. It just looked like there was a green one next to it, and typically at the restaurant, the green's the hotter one. Whatever any restaurant I mean, I've it's, been to, it's okay, a, okay. It's like a and so I'm just saying, like this red hot sauce just looks like your typical hot sauce. Uh-huh. It was a habanero sauce. <laughs> so now you know me. Yeah, I so know I take you. the first That's bite and funny. just sweat just starts pouring <laughs> out of my face, and I'm just like, "What did I just eat?" And I like ro- rotated around, like, "Oh, it's not Texas Pete." And so I end up eating the rest of the. The fish was incredible on it, so I just ate the rest through. of it and just fought through it, and I didn't put it on the second one, obviously. That's. But this was, isn't Texas dying. Pete. This is New Mexico Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, so I was just I had to just chug, uh, chug soda. The the tacos were good though. I haven't had fish tacos in a long time. I love fish tacos. There's a place in Charlotte called Cabo Fish Taco, and it is so good. That's all I have to say. Bye. I don't the place. I'm going to the beach in a couple of weeks, and we usually go to the seafood restaurant we go to. There is called the Breezeway. There's like a Breezeway Inn, and then there's a restaurant. It's really good. But I don't even know if they have fish tacos. I'd imagine they do. They're really known for their hush puppies. But I always get... Um, hush puppies are a great time. I love hush honey, puppies. Hush puppies with honey butter, there might not be anything better. Yeah, very much. It's one of my favorite foods. The restaurant we went to that gave me food poisoning, they had a dessert called the Hush Puppy Sundae. No. That was ice cream oh, with uh, hush puppies. That I think the hush puppies were rolled in cinnamon. And then oh chocolate gosh. syrup was drizzled on top. What? But we were too full. We were, mm. What? We were going to order it and split it, but we were, we were too full. Well, whenever we go to Charleston, to we're going to be in Charleston next month. Whenever we go to Charleston, there are so many food places to go to. I'm very excited. Charleston is like one of my favorite places on Earth, Hunter. I'm so excited okay. to go there with you guys. We're going to be staying in North Charleston. I don't well, know it, if that matters. It's not, none of it's that far yeah, from each other. So. Now, nor- it seemed like it was about 30 minutes from the beach. Uh, North Charleston, where we're staying. Okay. Uh, what, which about, beach? I don't know. Okay. I just like went to the coast. Okay. Uh, and then it's like 20 minutes from downtown Charleston. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's And funny. then it's like five minutes from why we're going there. Yeah, I was like, mm. Five minutes from why we're going there, and then it's like a few minutes from all the disc golf courses. Gotcha. I think Trophy Lakes was about 40 minutes from it. Yeah. It wasn't that close. Disc yeah, Trophy Lakes is about that It looked really close. But you have to like go out and around. Are we going to play Trophy Lakes over there? Probably. Okay, good. We're going to be there a full week. Yeah. And I think we're going to try to do two bogey row battles, a foundation versus the nation, the, the uh, and then the... So, I mean, yeah. it's going to be a great time. Man, I love... I mean, I can't, we have to figure out a few more details, and then we got to get the... And for the... And, but all in all, I'm really excited for... And I think that everyone... It's going to be great. <laughs> Nice. Um, I think that we d- we have to spend at least like one day while we're there, 
or one afternoon, I mean, like after we're done shooting video or whatever, all of us just kind of like walking around downtown because it's, it's so much fun. And I told close. Trevor that I've got to take you guys into Goobrin Brothers, the hat store. That I'm pretty, oh, I'm pretty that. excited about that because yeah. that's trouble for me. That's mm. a lot of trouble. You put all those things in front of me, I'm buying. I can show you guys the street corner that I used to go busking on. Oh, yeah. You should bring your guitar school. and busk a little. Nah. It's not as fun if you're an adult. Busk all <laughs> over the city, man. We were looking at like where the Airbnb we were staying at is in North Charleston, and like the Airbnb looks very nice. You didn't mm. show me the uh, new one. New one. I saw the I other one. The other one looked great. I mean, like I said, as long as it's got enough bedrooms, then it's a great time. We, yeah. We'll bring the vibes. And so like <laughs> we were like booking it, and Liz booking asked up. a question that oh. I never think of. Uh-huh. Oh, so like it, we're staying in a safe area, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like Charleston. I mean, first off. This usually is the outside it, of the house. Usually whenever we go places... Like, that's a safe area. Surely. <laughs> yeah, that, that's There's about, a palm tree in the front yard. That's oh, my gosh. As, I mean, that's about as bread and butter, like, Like, look at this the inside. Oh, yeah. Looks, like, this looks is great. So, I immediately go, yeah. She's like, well, can you look it up? Just, like, because we're, we're all going to be there. <laughs> Do you look up, like, the crime rate? So, I searched crime rate North Charleston. Like, this will make Liz feel better. It's, like, one of the most dangerous yeah, places, no. allegedly. Yeah, Charleston is not super... Is not... It, like, downtown Charleston <laughs> is fine, but... The area surrounding downtown Charleston can be a little sketchy. I was like, uh, Liz isn't going to make you feel better, Liz. I was like, I never looked that up. Because like, when I we're going on trips, worries. like... We got numbers. But it's not like... We got numbers. I we, we only ever spent time, like, in down, downtown and right outside of downtown. Yeah. But, and then... We're going to be, like, I mean, by the airport. Don't know what that I means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> yeah. By the airport. I've never even been to South Carolina. Well, we were also, like... Because we were in Myrtle Beach, and we were in North Myrtle. And like, it's South definitely Myrtle, not more sketchy than outside of Myrtle. I'll say Myrtle can get sketchy. Yeah. Like Myrtle, like mm-hmm. if you go towards like actual Myrtle Beach, there's some sketchy areas, but you can also go there during the day and you feel completely fine. Yeah. Like yeah. no, no part of you ever feels super endangered there. Where we're saying in North Myrtle, I, I would like, I feel completely safe. Mm-hmm. And so we, the, uh, Family Kingdom is the like amusement park down there. It shut down a few years ago. We used to go as kids all the time. It shut down. Well, uh, Jimmy and I drove out to play a disc golf course, and we were coming back. We passed Family Kingdom, and it mm-hmm. says, now open, now hiring, oh, wow. all this stuff. I'm like, Family Kingdom's back. Mm-hmm. So I tell my dad, I'm like, we got to go to Family Kingdom. It's back open. Like, I'm sure my nieces would love it, and then we would love just going for the nostalgia because yeah. it looked like the big wooden roller coaster was working again. And so my dad looks it up and goes, oh, it's, that's annoying. It's only open 10 to 5 every day. He's like, I bet, he's like, I bet it's because it's in Myrtle. I bet they just to like avoid the crime rates mm. they close at five every day makes sense i was like i i don't know i'm thinking it's probably staffing i just don't look at it that like it's that sketchy that's though. what i'm saying i was like i think it's probably staffing well so me and my dad have the conversation he's like you're probably right he's like because because they could stay open in the summer till eight and it still be broad daylight it's he's like so true. he's like you're mm-hmm. probably right it is probably staffing he goes i just know that because my dad's been going to myrtle for like 40 or 50 years yeah so he's watched it get quote unquote more dangerous mm-hmm. so in his head he was like well I could, he's like, I was just thinking maybe because it's got more dangerous down there. Well, apparently, that was like the only part of the conversation my brother heard. And so he just looks up the crime rate of Myrtle Beach and then like gets like a crime rate map. <laughs> and he's like, he sends a picture to group chat of like, he's like, guys, we need to all be like aware of our surroundings. Like, you know, even where we're staying is not safe. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we aren't staying in like the nicest, like, bougie resort yeah. or anything but you do have to go through a security ga- gate to get into this like the it's called the kingston plantation mm-hmm. there's like seven or eight hotels 
they're all pretty nice. Yeah. Most of them are like condos that you have to yeah, let people yeah, buy yeah. and live there. And I'm like, there is this is not a dangerous place at right. all. Yeah. Right. And so he sends it of like here, and then he sends a picture of downtown Lynchburg, and he's like, it's more dangerous here than downtown Lynchburg. Ooh, <laughs> that's got to be. Pretty and I'm bad like, that's then. not accurate. <laughs> that can't be. Like I'm like, that's just not true. I feel like downtown Lynchburg is like in the grand scheme of things, downtown. Well, Lynchburg downtown is, not is that crazy. no, no. Yeah. The, downtown yeah. Lynchburg is not that dangerous. Yeah. There's like one but, street that is. Yeah. Yeah, but. And that was the street he sent. Oh, it was like okay. the Diamond Hill well, that, District, like that area. Oh, but it's supposed to be more dangerous than that? It's apparently like the same. Oh. And I'm like, that's just not true. Like, yeah. there's no way. And then the map he sent, the, like the Highway 17 is what runs down, right? Mm-hmm. The other side of Highway 17 is green. Like, there's no crime. Mm-hmm. But then this side is like downtown Lynchburg. And I'm like, that also doesn't make sense. Like, is there just a, that Highway 17 is just a border and no crimes allowed past it? <laughs> like, what map is this? Well, it, a lot of it, he he disagrees here. A lot of it, it included like crime, like a uh, burglary. That's what I was going to say. So I mean, I'm saying it's not all just like murder. Yeah, it could be, like shoplifting. I was saying like, there's Tanger outlets there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch. People of leave your car unlocked. Yeah, there's stuff a gets big taken. Difference between also, violent crime and like you're on somebody a, stole a very popular sure. beach. Like I'm sure you come back and your beach bag's gone. Yeah. yeah. Like is that still crime? Absolutely. Is it crime but, you it's terrified of? Yeah, it's not no, like, no. look over your shoulder because someone yeah. might skip It's you. like, yeah. okay, just make sure you sit down. So I made a joke in the morning when we got up. Everyone was like, we're almost ready for breakfast. I'm like, okay, I need your five more minutes sharpening my shiv, then I'm ready. <laughs> but you yeah. Can, I mean, you it can was scare just a, yourself pretty quickly with crime maps. And yeah. Like, you can look up like the sex offenders like map and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It'll freak you out because, like, there are people that are living right near you that have committed these crimes, yeah. and like, it's. But I will, I will say that I saw. I don't know why we're going on this road, but I saw because we were looking up sex offenders that lived near near us. Um, our neighbor, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, if to get on a sex offender list, this is not diminishing sexual crime, but at all, like, it's a big deal. But to get to become a sex offender, it can be all the way up to like more intense crimes, all the way down to like public urination yeah. and yeah. get you on a sex, oh, yeah. sex offender yeah. list. Which, oh, I mean, yeah. they just have to do that mm-hmm. because like yeah. a lot of those crimes are progressive. Yep. Um, but, yeah. The crime... So then once... like, Because then Liz is like freaking out. She's like, like is it safe? Because is it safe for all of us to be down in Charleston? I'm like, yes. Absolutely. Charleston. Like, I, w- I was like, I wouldn't yeah. even Dude. think twice. I'm like, this house the looks safe and then we're, you're going to be driving into town. I'm like, we're, we're not going to go out past nine or ten at night and if so... All of us will be together, well, it's and there'll the be a group thing. of like ten of us. In, yeah, in we're going to be a pretty big group. In downtown, also, it's the same thing where like it's all shops. Like yeah. it's, I'm not used to that because like all the downtowns, I the only downtown that I was near growing up was Charlotte, and it's a banking city. So like, there's not like a ton of shops or anything. But downtown Charleston is like their income is the shops and the stores, the shopping that goes on. Yeah, and so that's it's the same thing. It's like it's just a, basically just a mall. The whole city yeah. is a mall. So of course, there's a bunch of shoplifting and stuff that goes on. Well, that's but, what I told and I've also been out. Like my family has walked around at midnight in downtown, and like there's like homeless people but it's not you never feel unsafe or anything because yeah. it's so populated too that's what i told Liz, I'm like there's no reason to be worried i'm like according to this map like is is north charleston more dangerous than where we were staying in myrtle sure but i'm like you have to remember the map the same map we're looking at here just told us myrtle was like the mo- like super dangerous i'm like do yeah. you feel like in danger here she's like well no not at all i'm like exactly yeah i was like if you would have never looked at the crime rate map we would have got there yeah and everything would have been completely fine you're more wow. likely. I think you're more likely to get a run over by a horse, horse and buggy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now, I'm, I'm now that we've said all this, I'm getting kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
for sure. <sighs> well, I had a topic I wanted to bring up because mm. I was yeah. I, I was scrolling on TikTok. You know, okay, that's a like great place for topics. And TikTok I noticed that every like week or two, a new just like internet mogul, I guess you could put, just pops up Are on you TikTok. talking about Tate? Tate. He Who popped up online too. These guys right. like they pop Tate? up. They what pop up. This well, I'm going to describe this person guy. in general okay, because this good. person is just duplicated over and over and over. Okay. Basically, wow. they've seen the success of people like Gary V. Uh huh. I think Grant Cardone is one of these people I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. like those type of people, where like they get in front of a mic and they just speak with authority and yeah. they who is the original guy who did Blazarian Bl- Dan they, Blazarian yeah they're all a they bunch like, of like Blazarian I guess Gary Vee doesn't their really chest fit a lot. Gary Vee doesn't really fit into this because he doesn't like show his wealth yeah these guys just it's a new age where they just yeah. talk about how smart they are they talk about how money. smart they are yeah. how much money they make how people are just like so dumb with money and what you need to be doing and all this stuff and like what they say sounds great and then you like think about it for more than half a second you're like this guy's an idiot. Mm-hmm. And his new one, Tate, Bro. like, I don't know where they come from is my thing. Like, he just comes out, <laughs> he of, nowhere, out of nowhere. dude. And he's just talking like he's the richest person did on you, earth. Did you, and he's just like sitting Bugatti. with like, these massive sunglasses and he's like talking about how he's writing off his Lambo. And did you see they oh went about the casinos? I don't know. I've seen so he, many random he, ones. Uh, when I saw yesterday, he's talking about how he was, oh man, he was, he was definitely overseas but he was somewhere where there were these uh he met these like business partners that own these casinos and it wasn't like a third world country but it was a less developed country than ours i forget exactly which one it was um but they were talking about just like they were doing like 18 million dollars a day turnover like profit on these casinos like just crazy money and he was like and he just starts just going into that monologue they all do. So he's like, so I tell these guys, like, what do I got to do to open up one of these casinos? And then they're like, no way, we're going to open those casinos. He's like, well, here's what I'm going to do then. I'll pay for the casino. I'm going to put it right next to your top one, and I'm going to drive it out of business or whatever. And then now I'm making all this money off casinos. I bought a $4.2 million Bugatti. Like, that. that is how these go. <laughs> like, that's how all these TikToks go. And, I, yeah, it's so funny. He just popped up. I've seen him, like, two or three times yeah. now. And, and what typically turns out is, like, if you look at Ty Lopez, I think it was might have been the first. They rent everything. Knowledge. Yeah. That guy. Oh, yeah. He was the I original. I think he's the first. He just ran tons of YouTube ads on, like, you know what I value more than these Lamborghinis behind me? This book wall. This bookshelf. Knowledge. Book that man. was, like, the first one, I think. Because that was prior <laughs> well, to TikTok. All they do, like, Ty Lopez, he rents the cars yeah. in the house, and then he sells his instructional his stuff. Yeah, and it's and like... that's, like, Dan Blazarian. Have you seen him? No. So this guy claims that he made hundreds of millions on poker. Yeah. Okay. Right? And he's showing off. He's just constantly with models in this pa- massive private house. Jets, huge private house. jets. And he has this like CBD company called Ignite or something like yeah, that. Yeah, super stupid. Um, and he just is like massive on Instagram because all he's ever posting is him with different models at uh-huh. these beaches. So people start looking at him because like when you post something stuff like that and you came out of the blue, everyone asks how. Yeah, yeah. And his answer was probably the smartest one you could come up with when you're faking everything is I made hundreds of millions playing poker because like how do you check that? Because like, yeah. A lot of poker goes on illegally, mm-hmm. well, yeah. illegally, or so like he's saying, like you know, behind the scenes poker deals. Like he didn't and he play. Did, World I mean, poker. he did have a he, he did play. Poker. He did have a mainstream poker career, like where he did have some success, but like, but yeah. he was also kind of sucked. Yeah, what uh-huh. I'm saying, what he's claiming is that he, he basically he, made the way his money he claimed, under the table. Yeah, the way he claimed, he'd be like the greatest poker player of all time. Yeah, because gotcha. like uh, the best poker players. So out then there, people like start looking into everything, and 
he his CBD company is actually somewhat successful, but then he's using a CBD company to pay for all this lifestyle stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's buying and trying to write it all company. off, which doesn't work um, because he's saying it's part of marketing. Really big stretch. Like he tried to write off a rock wall that he put up in his house. Yeah, uh, but then the house he never owned. He claimed he like paid cash for it. And he owned it. He was renting it. Yeah, every okay month. Uh, all the the girls start coming out, and he was paying them to go on trips with him. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Hey, I'll pay you to fly down with me to this island, and then we'll just take a bunch of pictures." And so then he's posting pictures like they all just wanted to come hang out with him, mm-hmm. and he's just paying all these people to be friends with him. And then I don't even think he owned the jet. And his accountant came out. Uh, his accountant like quit because they felt like he was asked, being asked to do illegal things uh-huh. with like what he was at, being asked to write off and stuff. And he was, he either was fired or quit, but he like came out against Dan and was like, I'll, I think he was suing him. It's basically, it's basically Firefest. Yeah. It's crazy. And so he was just coming out and, but like, that's what happens with a lot of these guys is like, they come out like Ty Lopez. He was talking about this mansion and stuff. And like, there's tons of YouTube conspiracy theories mm-hmm. That like go into like in the background, you can see certain people and people will like tie those people to banks and stuff. And they think that like they're funding his projects so that he can sell this course. In fairness, like the Ty Lopez thing was brilliant marketing. Yeah. Very smart marketing. I think it just started where all these people were like, oh, so if when I start, if I just look like I'm super successful, then people will ask me how I got there. Then I can sell them this course. Well, yeah, they what? Mm-hmm. Well, or then I can sell them my CBD. Or then the, I can whatever. Yeah, it's this simple, right? Like you show up in the YouTube ad or or whatever or on TikTok, and you tell you ha- you have these things. You have the nice car, the nice house, a lifestyle that people want, and then you tell them that it's it's so easy. I mean, that's that's the easiest marketing yeah. pitch in the world. They're like yeah. they're like saying. Uh, yeah, I worked hard at this for like a year and I just did these few simple steps. They love that. They love that one. Just mm-hmm. these few simple steps and look what I got, all this stuff. And then like, yeah, of course people are going to sign up for your course. It's, yeah. Yeah. It is very smart marketing. I mean, it's, it's, it's influencer crazy. marketing. It's, it's uh, that's where I think it's, I think it's so dangerous how much, how much glory, glory we give to the idea of the dollar. I think, let me, I, I, I want to <laughs> yeah. say something really quick. And I, want to hear what you guys have to say about it. And then also anybody listening, jump over to the YouTube comments, whether you're listening to the podcast or watching the video, go over to YouTube, look at the, vi- look at this video and type in the comments, because I actually want to hear from real people, um, what their opinion is about this. I was talking to my dad this weekend and I was saying that oh, baby. sky gods just got announced. Oh, that's cool. Um, I was saying, and I really am curious as to why, how you guys think about this, because I I can be guilty of um, thinking that we exi- like that we care too much about money, but I've been taught by many wise people that handling your money w- like wisely is very important. Hunter, you've helped me realize that a lot. That just because you uh, like care about being wise with your money doesn't mean that you are greedy. It just means that you're you're being good with what has been given to you. Yeah, I think that. So I think that's very important, but. I think that the it was probably a lot healthier back in the days whenever bartering there was a bartering system because what that meant was that you found something that you were good at and that you were likely passionate about because typically you're passionate about things that you're good at and you didn't let's give the example of like if you're a contractor or a, or a carpenter um, and you're you like building houses you're mm-hmm. good at building houses well 
back in back in the day, basically how it worked was you didn't have to worry about being a good farmer if you were a good carpenter because how it worked was guess what your buddy who's a really good farmer needs a new barn built or needs a new house built or needs a room added or whatever you could go over there and do what you're good at and contribute a lot to the community by building all these things for people and you didn't have to worry about where your food was coming from because you were bartering so you were getting that in return for your goods that you were putting out there the problem is now is that people aren't putting goods out in the community and getting goods in return everybody's just focused on not what can they do for other people? What am I good at? What am I passionate about and good at and can contribute to other people with? It's just about what can I do in the easiest way to get the most of these pieces of paper or the most of these digital items. What because is, so what is a contractor right now that's building a house? Yeah. So let's say the same scenario. Mm-hmm. He goes to build that house for the farmer. What is he, What happens? Yeah, no, I understand how the the money represents the bartering system. Yeah, it's I understand the same that. system. No, I'm just saying that people... I think that people have changed... The way that it's, I'm not going to say the way it used to be because I'm not going to pretend like people were better or anything. I get what you're saying. I think saying. what I don't like is that the focus has shifted from how can we contribute to each other as a community and provide for each other as a community and like actually help the world to how can I do as much as possible? How can I do as I think little still, as possible to get as much for me? I think that was still a thing back in the day because like one of the oldest finance books is called The Richest Man in Babylon mm-hmm. and which goes back to Babylon, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's way back. And basically they were in that system. They were still like everyone was doing day labor and stuff like that. There were wages because there was like some type of finance going on, but a lot of it was still on the barter system. But there were still people who like were greedy and were just getting all they could for themselves and not caring. And then there were other people who were living quote unquote paycheck to paycheck because whatever they were good at or they had didn't get them much in the party system. Yeah, And so the whole book was basically talking about how you take a tenth of a, a tenth of what you made every time you set aside until there was an opportunity and then you took that tenth and eventually that tenth as it grew you invested that tenth into whatever you know you, you bartered it for more land or whatever to be able to increase production or whatever it may mm-hmm. be and then that tenth eventually starts paying more than what you're doing day to day and then you can go more and more like the tenth gets bigger and so then you can make more and that was the whole idea back then, yeah. which is very similar to nowadays. It's just we have cash yeah. instead of. I, yes. I, think yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I think a big issue is like a lot of the traditional bartering you're talking about was very much like direct service for direct service. Whereas like think about a computer programmer who mm-hmm. writes, let's say you design, you design Netflix or whatever. And yeah. so it's something that you only have to do once. And now it, it, it people like you need like. It, it, it works for itself, essentially. It's not like you're building a house and then you're building another house. You, there, there's a lot more things like digital nowadays and, and things like that where you only have to do the job once, but then people need to keep paying for it. So like mm-hmm. it can't be a direct trade every time. Like, I just feel like that scale can, well, can't, the, can't, be, can't be massive. It can't be I done think on a mass cash, scale. I think true cash that held value, gold, gold back cash, or any type of cash that you physically own is basically as good as the barter system can get. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. makes it bad is debt. Mm-hmm. So if it was the system back in the day brought to today where you have a good, you have something like for, you can do editing, right? Mm-hmm. So then foundation pays you to do that editing and that allows you to, you don't have to barter with me as a farmer. Yeah, I can provide the goods and service to people. Then I get money. I pay you for editing for that and shooting and all of that stuff, right? 
we'll just say editing for the simplest thing. And that allows you to now go get food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to direct barter because like, what if you walk up to every farmer and they're like, yes. we don't need video services. Yes, yes, and yes, then you're yes. like, well, crap. So that is as good as that system gets. The problem is now debt is brought into the table. Mm-hmm. And what debt allows you to do is keep up with the Joneses. Because there's mm-hmm. in every society, there's people, if you go all the way back to the very beginning, there's people with a lot and with overthrow, overflows, and there's people that don't have enough to get by. Mm-hmm. And that's how every society basically has always been. And there's always people taking advantage, and greed is greed. It's always existed. Mm-hmm. And so there's people with tons of whatever pelts and you know purple robes and all of this stuff that would have been valued back, gold that would have been mm-hmm. valued back then. And there's people that are like chicken farmers or something back then where they couldn't do for much. What Cash did was the chicken farmer can now scale it up and be able to make money and have enough that he has something that people want, mm-hmm. which is cash, because everyone wanted that. Yes, yeah, yeah. But what debt allowed him to do is debt is the whole problem in my mind where you can just get approved for a credit card or get approved for a loan or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And now I see someone going down the street in a really nice car. And I'm like, dang, I really wish I could afford that. And then you see the ad of, I can't afford that. Only 200 mm-hmm. bucks a month. Yeah. And so now I have a car payment, 200 bucks a month. Yeah. But instead of paying $40,000 for that car, I'm now over the, the time I have to pay 200 bucks a month, I'm going to pay $60,000 for that car. Mm-hmm. Or even better, I can loan the car. I never even have to own the car. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just throwing money away. Might as well be burning it with a lighter. Yeah. And the same thing can be said about you know mortgages, Obviously, no one pays straight up cash for a house anymore because it's a really bad idea because your interest rate, you can get lower and just invest the money if you had enough to pay cash that it's going to pay for itself. But that's a whole different thing. Regardless, credit card debt is the worst because a lot of times that's like 14, the 25%. Rates are super high. Super so you spend a thousand bucks, you realistically might pay $3,000 yeah. if you pay the minimum to pay that off. So basically, what it allows though is I can now live a lifestyle that I can't actually afford. Mm-hmm. And I just have to just keep swiping this that thing. That's a good yeah. point. Debt I think that is what has made changed society drastically because people are now spending money they don't have. Yeah. So it's no longer think, bartering. It's well, now like I think that to keep I keep up with things. I think I made I made a mistake by putting the focus on the bartering and putting the focus on the dollar. What I what I mean more is I completely agree with everything that you said. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think what bothers me more is just how focused our society and it's all i think it's always been like this so it's just a human problem i just don't like how focused we are on our wealth and our success instead of focused on you know the actual goods that we're producing you know what i mean well, i like, think a lot like, of it comes out I, of necessity though yeah well i think that a lot well, of it comes out of like i just need a job to, to put food on the table yes i understand the that. farther back you go that's always been a problem but it doesn't matter what you're working and what you're doing. You can still find a way to do it well and be proud of what you do. It doesn't like it yeah, doesn't. And you can. I, mean, still, I worked at I worked at Chick Fil A for my first job. Yeah. And I and I still, I, I'm I'm not gonna dare for a second claim that I'm the perfect person and to look at for, for this. But Chick Fil A did a great job of getting of getting their employees to look at it as a valuable job of you are you are really changing somebody's day and you have the opportunity here an encounter with somebody to either help them have a good day or give help, help them have a bad day and that's if you can do that working at Chick-fil-A like literally a fast sorry quick service uh restaurant and uh, <laughs> like you can do that you can do that anywhere and then I worked at a Mazda dealership where my where my uh management was absolutely crap 
terrible place. And uh, but I still like wanted to look at it as okay. Well, you know, I'm cleaning this person's car, and it's going to make their day a little bit better, or it's going to make their the the money they spend on this car feel a little bit better because look how shiny it is coming off the lot, and like. I just want people to take pride in what they do and not take pride in what they receive from what they do. Like, I just don't like well, how much the, people I think focus the companies, on the wealth. I think the companies that scale the most and are the biggest, when they start, I'm not going to say they still are, but a lot of times the founders still are focused on, because you have to be at the beginning, mm-hmm. focused on what they're providing and how it's yes. making people's lives better. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't want people to lose sight of that. I think that that should be. Well, the I think the people, thing. if you lose sight of that when you start, you'll never make money. Yeah, that is that is true. I think that a lot of times, like employees, like people who, like the founder of Netflix, mm-hmm. will use that. He saw a problem. He found a way he could make people's lives easier, make people's lives better. Invented a solution, which was oh, instead of having to go to Best Buy, I'll ship you DVDs. Mm-hmm. Then he continued to progress. How can I make this even better for people? Oh, you can sit at home and stream, right? And just continue yep. to progress. Now he's fat and happy. And I don't even know if the founder of Netflix is still the CEO. He might be. But, you know, now you, what happens underneath that is people who don't own the service they're providing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All they do is they come in just to run the social media, do some programming, whatever. And some of them, some of those people do take a lot of pride in what they do. And those are the people that end up getting promotions, getting raises, stuff like that. And then other people are just like clock in, clock out. Now that doesn't always happen. Some of the greediest people do end up getting raises and stuff like that. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, people who take pride in their work show up, are really proud of what they're putting out, really proud of what they're doing. They're going to produce the better work. Yeah. Some people have that's talent. What, and that's don't what care. bothers me about the whole the whole uh, viral as aspect of personalities, like what you guys were talking about. Well, that's where always existed all, too, though. Yeah, it has always existed. I think there's something wrong with it, though. I think, and now it's more of it's just you, literally there are courses. People are so see that, and they're so desperate to do nothing and get a lot that they're going to. But pay you also for a have course. to look at it this way: is there are negative sides to today's society, a hundred percent. But there's also a ton of positive sides. Oh yeah, to today's I completely society. agree. Because the same platform that that person's using to say, "Look at me, look at my Bugattis, here's mm-hmm. my course, buy it, and it's going to help you nothing." There's also the actual information out there for free. Yes, yeah, I completely it, agree. Tough part is you have to wade through a bunch of crap to find it. No, that's what I so think. You that, have the have problem is that it's still it's still the way that it always is, and there's a very silent majority, or there's a very loud minority, and that is the the really greedy people. Like they're like for example, the people that are higher up in businesses that really care about the service that they're providing to people. I feel like you don't hear them as much as the people that well, were like, the time, "Look how much money I made, and this yeah. is all I did." Well, because like by the time those people get big enough, they're removed from society to a certain extent. Yeah. Because like when they started, you don't hear about them mm-hmm. because they just started a company, a really small company. Like I'm reading a book, uh, it's called Masters of Scale, and it's basically talking about the beginnings of these massive companies. And like the beginner, the Airbnb, when he first started, the guy who founded Airbnb, he would literally go stay at Airbnbs and then have dinner with the host after and talk to them about mm. like, hey, your Airbnb has been getting great reviews. What are you doing? And then started suggesting that to other people of like, hey, we've found great success here and stuff like that. Nowadays, they use like a super host badge and that's kind of where it came from. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, it all started because he saw a lot of people couch surfing and knew like he would pay, he'd much rather pay, you know, 50 bucks to sleep on someone's couch than a hundred bucks to stay in a hotel or yeah. whatever the scale was back then. 
he would much rather do that and he knew there had to be people like him so that's mm-hmm. how airbnb started now it's a whole different thing where you rent out your whole house all this stuff yeah but when it started he would actually go stay on people's couches and talk to them of like why are you an airbnb host what can we do to help improve your time as a host what can we do and then you talk to people who are staying like what can we do as airbnb to help in your time and make you feel safe where you're going mm-hmm. and all this stuff that's what i mean tory burke started a very similar way um trying to think what else there's several stories in there but they all a lot of them had that grassroots how can i make your life better start and yeah. now they're so big that like i don't even know who the founder of airbnb is and he's not going to stay in airbnbs right mm-hmm. now because i mean once you get to a certain point it's like you've made it you've yeah. done it you've yeah. created a goods and service that makes people's lives better to the point that you can go public as airbnb sell off half your shares and now you never have to worry about anything a day in your life yeah i just want people to be passionate about what they do that's it yeah, well, I think it's a weird, it's a fine line because... It was a much more simple message than I meant for it to be. The keeping up with the Joneses has existed for a long time. Yeah. Social media has made it easier to see the Joneses and easier mm-hmm. for the Joneses to fake it. Because the Joneses used yes. to be your next door neighbor that was driving yeah. a Cadillac when you're driving a Suburban. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, man, I really wish I had mm-hmm. that. Or the next door neighbor, or it used to be the guy you went to high school with that you come back to your high school reunion and he has a bigger house than you. Yeah. Those were the Joneses before. But that desire was still there. Mm-hmm. It's just now it's a lot easier for people to fool you because scams also used to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff would start and be like, oh, yeah, all you got to do is convince 10 of your friends to also sell this product and you'll be rich. Like that's when pyramid schemes were a bigger thing. Yeah. They're still around, but they used to be a lot bigger before they got made illegal. Um, but I mean, that's like it was in different forms, but it's always existed. Mm-hmm. Even in bartering system, it would exist because everyone wants more than they have. Yep. At the end of the day. Yep. And it's a people problem. You're not going to get rid of it. No. No, because you're never. It's you're never going to have people. Not everyone on earth will always be content because it's, even I mean, it's the, hard. even it is. Elon Musk wants something. Yeah. And he's the richest man. I mean, he's the richest man on earth right now. He paid the most money in history for taxes last well, year. Yeah, I mean, he paid a frick ton of taxes. But I mean, eleven. Either I don't know if it was a million it was or a, billion. I think it was a hundred some million. I think, I think it was eleven. Uh, that wouldn't be. That wouldn't make sense. I mean, eleven either. billion might have been. I think it might have been eleven billion. But regardless, that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. But I mean, there's still something he wants. I'm sure it's not monetarily yeah. tied. It's, it's not, probably yeah. he probably. I think for him, it's probably I want to establish another place where humans can live on a different planet. Yeah. But like, they everyone's chasing something mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's just what are you chasing? I'm just trying to be a thousand rated. <laughs> it's it's just it like I mean before I graduate. It, it's so uh, like yeah. As in his bio. Before I graduate. That's funny. I think that I everybody can just be at a point to where you just you have days where you're like, man, I just man, I just want that. I just want more money. Yeah. But then you just have to bring yourself back down to earth and be like, what is the money going to give me? Yeah, you I know? think the thing is the like, money. Money's money can be a good thing. Like, it, uh, what is money going to give me? Okay, well, probably a safe place to live and probably food. That's great. But I mean, like, what is having a huge excess of? It's not bad to work for money, and it's not bad to have a lot of money. I'm just saying that if you're at a point where you're not making a ton of money, there's nothing wrong in being like, well, look at all the things that I have that I'm actually more blessed with than I thought I was. You know, yeah. we just have those moments where we're like, I don't have enough, and then you really take a look and you're like. I'm, I have more than enough. Well, I mean, if, I mean, this, I'm sure with inflation and everything, this number's gone way up, but it was five or six years ago that I saw this stat where it was, if you, 
like 99% of wealthiest if you've made like over 30 I think it was like $30,000 in the US, you were in the top 1% of the world. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was a few years ago. But I think the stat also translated to if you have a roof over your head and food on your table in the US, you're in the top 1% of the world. Yeah. Because like that goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago, like traveling. You don't understand third world country like levels of poorness unless you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And like that's the type of stuff that just you never see in the US. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand. A lot of times it's just taken for granted. Now, I'm not saying people in the US aren't struggling because I also I hate when people talk about like like if your ankle hurts mm-hmm. and I just got shot, I'm in more pain 100%. Your ankle still My hurts. My ankle still hurts. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like it's like when uh when someone says something of like um I don't know, like basically just because it's a different scale somewhere else doesn't mean yeah. it's not a problem. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. But it does give you perspective of like, if your struggles aren't necessarily to the same scale as someone else, it does help you appreciate what you do have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, you're still struggling and yeah, yeah it sure. still is hard and it hurts. But in my head, it always helps to be like, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I am fortunate in these ways, mm-hmm. which is what you're saying. Yeah. But I think that where being smart with money comes in is less about your need to have more, but more being smart with what you have. Because if you have, like what I was just saying of the mortgage thing, if you won the lottery, because there's a show on HGTV called My Lottery Dream Home and it pisses me off every time. I know. Oh my gosh. I saw that. It made me so angry. Let's say you won the lottery (laughs) and we'll ignore tax. Okay. So you won $300,000. The show is literally, this guy goes, he's basically a realtor and he goes to people who just won the lottery and want to buy their dream home and he helps them find their dream home and so it's basically a bunch of these young people who don't deserve all this money who are just like yeah so like i want this mansion and like this pool but what's and funny this is basketball court. this one girl that i watched it's, won, it's won so hard to watch one she could have had twenty five thousand dollars a year for the rest of her life mm-hmm. or she chose three hundred ninety thousand dollars now and she got three hundred ninety thousand dollars now from the lottery <laughs> Never once in the episode is there a mention of tax because she's really walking home with maybe two hundred thousand. Yeah, because the lottery what winnings a are taxed stupid hard. Decision that is twenty five k, and so a year? she gets three hundred and ninety grand and is looking at like, five hundred thousand dollar homes as a twenty two year old. Oh my god! And I'm just looking at this episode, watching this episode, and I'm like, this is awful decision. I mean, unless what you, you just have After oodles spend, of money behind, but then why don't you already own a house if you did? Yeah, because like, regardless. Okay, so let's say you won three hundred thousand dollars from the lottery, and tax doesn't isn't a thing. So you actually have three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. If you walked out and you bought a three hundred thousand dollars home, yes, that property is going to go up. But what you could also do is three hundred thousand dollars, put like twenty percent down on the home. Yeah, so sixty grand down. Rest. Mm-hmm. Have like a you know interest rates fluctuate. We'll just say four percent interest on the mortgage. The average, if you put it, the rest of it, you just put the rest, the remaining 240000 into the stock market, into an index fund. Over the last, over like every 10 years, you can kind of take chunks. Yes, there's depressions and stuff where it goes down, but in general, it's going to generate an 8% return. Mm-hmm. So if you do that math, then basically. I'm just going to let you do it for You me. have the 4% mm-hmm. that you're paying interest, right? Yeah. But then you're getting 8%. Yeah. So you're still so earning 4%. You're earning 4%. 4%. So basically what it should happen is what you're earning in the stock market can cover 
your interest that you're yeah. paying mm-hmm. and all that, and then you have more would money. You, there, would you have taken income. the three ninety yeah. or the twenty five? I'm taking twenty five a year for okay. life. I, I just was, I I thought that was a no brainer, but sometimes you explain well, things. Like, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. It's like the, it's like the <laughs> would you rather have a penny like every day at whatever percent or a million dollars now? Well, it's it's a little different than that one. Like this one, I mean, because like this one, in theory, twenty five, you got to factor tax because it, it gets taxed each time. Then yeah, like, but you still get it, money every year, right? But it would also take you. It would take you quite a while to make. It takes the same you amount. longer to make that same amount, but in my I head, agree. I would. You, still, I would no rather. Brainer. Yeah, I would rather take because the, the thing is like that from them is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You could take the money and invest it. It's not guaranteed, right? And you also don't know like. If you right. take the twenty five thousand, you invest you, that yeah, every year. If you do a dumb thing one year, you're going to get the twenty five the next year. Not yeah. to mention twenty five thousand dollars for the rest of your life a year. Just take whatever job you have and add twenty five thousand dollars to it, and that's your salary. Or just put like, all twenty five thousand in a four hundred one k. That's just what I'm saying. Retire like on that. There's like, a I mean, lot you of other work options. At, you, you could retire. You could retire real quick. You just yeah. keep dumping twenty five thousand dollars into yeah. into something. But yeah, so that regardless, so that's what I'm saying. It's like once you have money then or any type of money you get your paycheck and then even if it's because there's also this book i read a while ago called profit first and it's about it's about business finance but mm-hmm. i think it also applies a lot to personal finance because basically what it is with business finance is it's saying how a lot of businesses aren't profitable because they just reinvest into the business or their yeah. expenses are so high and like years down the road the goal is profitability this book was saying profit first. So basically when you get stuff in, you know what's going to be taken out and you have these different accounts for how much you're going to owe in taxes because if you're self-employed, taxes aren't taken out, how much you got to do payroll, blah, blah, blah. And then create a bank account called profit and just start with 1% or half a percent or something where you're like, I know my business, if I take, if $100 comes out and I take $1 out and put that into profit, we can survive on the 99 as mm-hmm. business. And then you get to the end of the year and you realize, hey, this year I can probably do 3%. You take $3 out. Well, next thing you know, you have a, a business that has 3% profitability, which doesn't sound like a lot, well, a lot of times, don't but you, it can Don't be. a lot of times businesses don't want to show a big profit though, like purposely? You, for tax-wise, tax right. reasons, there's reasons to hide your profit. Right. Yeah. But some businesses, the way they operate, they can't show profit. And that's what like most, well, yeah. most small businesses fail within well, five right. years. Well, that's where like surplus comes in with you if you need to not show profit. Yeah, so like Amazon, Amazon wasn't profitable profitable until like a few years ago, but it's because they're investing so much in like research and development and all this stuff. Like, stuff like that, yeah. they were they were making a ton of money. They're just putting it back in the business. So there's ways to hide your profit in ways mm-hmm. that you still have that money, but you aren't taxed on it. That's a whole different thing. But when like personal finance, if it's like, you know, you just can't get ahead. It's like, okay, every paycheck that comes in, could I live on five dollars less? Right. If it's like, okay, $5 less. Yeah. Well now you're saving 10 bucks a month. Is that much? No. But end of the year, you have 120 bucks you didn't have before. And you get to the end of the year, you're like, Hey, I was able to do that. Maybe you get a little raise and now you're saving 10 bucks a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And then end of the next year, now you're saving 20 bucks a month. So then there's another 240 on top of it. It's like that type of stuff to where you got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, it doesn't sound like much, but it's a similar thing of like investing for retirement. A lot of people our age just don't do it. But like if you don't start, like if you start now, you can put away like a few hundred bucks a month into retirement and be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus yeah. you yeah. start when you're 35, 40. Now you have to put like thousands away right. to be good. Right. But it's like if you had just started when you were younger, yeah, it's going to be tough. But you put like $300 a month away for retirement. Yeah. If you can afford to do so, 
then you get to 65 and you're like, all right, I've done it. Now, I also think that I think the American way of retirement is a little bit weird because you get to 65 and it's like, oh, now I get to enjoy everything because yeah, but now agree. I'm 65 I think and I'm old. I think that's silly. So I don't, I'm not saying early retirement, but I do think that the way you invest that quote unquote retirement, if you're smart enough, you can have enough passive income that kind of what you were saying, when you get to like 40, 50, ideally you can just do what you're passionate about and have passive mm-hmm. income coming in that if you go a month and whatever you're passionate about doesn't bring in that much money, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And yeah. Like yeah. That, to yeah. where you can go or, or you, you can go and take your family on a really nice vacation every year right. or spend it on like different stuff like that. There's there's ways around it, but I mean, I also just don't like the idea of in America we think that once you get old you're just done. Like now, just rest the rest of your life. That's not how well, we like, think that. You but still then, have so much to offer the yeah. world and the younger people. Well, like you no, need to suit yourself, bro. When I get to sixty five. I'm going to the golf course. That's what I'm saying. I'll see you on old seventeen, bro. Well, I, think look that, at, I hate that. I'll, I'll definitely do that. I don't. I'll do I, no, not not like I, I don't mean like <laughs> yeah. just going and playing golf. I mean like not doing anything with your life but what you want to do for fun. Like why you would you st- hate that? Yeah, why well, what's wrong with that? That's what you work for. Yeah, you work your no, whole life. That's what you work for for is to not have to is like just to not to have not to have do responsibilities. In the I, future? I just I mean I think that if you get to sixty five, I mean, if you want to keep working when you're seventy, go for it. No, yeah. I'm not saying working. You're not you're not hearing me. I'm not saying you're going to work to get a paycheck. I'm saying that like you're done serving other people. Like you know what I mean? That's why like, if you're if if you, at, starting at sixty five, you just take the money that you've saved for retirement and you never do anything the rest of your life but what you want to do for fun. Like I think that you're wasting that the rest of your life. There's still so much you have to offer to other people. So well, I mean, yeah, I still have, like have a, I still have like a family. I'm not gonna like show. Yeah, that's, saying, that's like, what I'm saying. I'm I saying, have yeah, nine. Yeah. I have for us seven to three. That yeah. I'm now not at a job. Uh huh. I can get two rounds of golf in. That's exactly that what I'm saying. There's nothing yeah. wrong. With that's that. what I, I want to do. Yeah, that's totally fine. But the, you're, so I'm playing golf the whole time. I still have three to nine every night to do whatever I need to with my family. Yeah, you guys and are, out my grandkids. There's not a disagreement here. There's not a disagreement. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying. saying. Is you're, you think that I was saying that like it's not okay to do things that you like? I'm saying to so exclusively no. Well, I, said, I did no, say I did you're say not I'm listening golf to golf every day, and you said I hate that. Yeah, you said. <laughs> well, that's yeah, but you the came way out you the said, gates a little bit aggressive. That's okay. what I'm saying. Is we were um, saying like you can golf every day, and you can have like golfing takes four hours. You're right. I can actually have more time. If You're I right. Golf, if all I you do said is golf, golf every day, and I was thinking that meant got golf only every day, like like exclusively play golf all day. I'll play some pickleball. <laughs> pickleball is a good time. But I will say what I do think is funny is we say sixty five. You're like done. Can't uh-huh. do anything in the workforce yet. Pretty much every president we ever elect is yes. 65 plus because they have to be at least forty five. <laughs> but I'm yeah. saying like, how is sixty five? Yeah. Like you can't be in the workforce. You're kind of done. Time to check out. But it's like, let's let elderly run our country. That's a good point. When you think of it that way. Let's not go point. any further down that road. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like any president, yeah, well, any yeah, side, any president. they're all old. Mm-hmm. Every time. It Young, is a, it youngest is a pre- weird balance. Youngest president was Ronald Reagan, right? How old was he? In his late 40s. I mean, I think... I think See, it, like that one makes sense. I say being... Yeah. Well, because you have to be 45, yeah, so you have being, to be in your late 40s. I was 35. It's 45. Is it 45? Yeah, it is. 35. 35 is vice president. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like I mean, I like the idea of having to see, you got to see some life, up. but yeah, you do get to an age where it's like, I don't know, who cares? I was, I was more just saying that like, I don't like the idea of like, once you get past 65, you're, you're used to everybody else. It doesn't matter. You're only living for yourself. 
And I'm not saying that's yeah, what you I'm guys not, are saying at all. Doing that. I'm not targeting you guys whenever I say that. I don't believe that you Sounds guys are like, like somebody that. in your life did that. Yeah, man. No, it's You're not. Right? No, I just don't like that. That's why. Oh, that's man. like work your whole entire life so that you can just live on your yacht whenever you're at 65. I, you want to have a yacht? That's fine. But like, why well, don't I mean, you just my grandkids also, will come on like, I mean, maybe once a month. Where are we going to be members at? Boonesboro? I don't know, man. Boonesboro CC. Oh, that's the thing is if my, if my grandkids and my family isn't in Lynchburg, like, and I'm 65, where I don't want to live. Oh, if, if, I've everybody, got no if everybody ties, spreads out. Yeah. Now, generation generational history would say my kids are going to stay in Lynchburg, yeah. <laughs> but if they didn't, I mean, I don't know where yeah. I'm going. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I left my family. They're, they're north, so. Yeah, I don't know. there's no telling where I'm going when I'm old. I'd probably move to wherever my family is. No, dude, you're going to be on Smith Mountain Lake. That's uh, yeah, the I'm furthest you're going. The tough the part would be like if I had like two kids and one moved out to like Colorado and the other moved to like Florida. Where do you go? You don't go to either. You're definitely not going to Colorado. You go in the middle? That. No. That's I think I think going well, I think you either choose one. I mean you're or you flying either, either place. Yeah. Right. So that's the thing. I think you either choose one or you don't go you don't go to either. You don't well, even go yeah. Well, even choosing one's kinda of tough. Yeah. But it's like I could either be like, I could either be like with one child or neither. And it's just like you just kinda of have to weigh that. That's yeah. it's a tough one. If it was Florida and Colorado, I'd probably yeah. go Florida because when I'm old and decrepit, I think I'd rather be in the heat yeah. than the ice I mean, cold. my parents yeah. will basically be in that spot in whenever they decide to retire. Or maybe Potentially. It'll be, maybe, Potentially. It'll, maybe I would spend my summers in Colorado and my winters in Florida. You know, because it, it might be, it might. Well, there you go. It might be a situation where you may. What if you may have like a two and one situation? You have two kids in one spot, one in the other. But then, like that one kid is your favorite, and he also <laughs> lives in like I'm saying he, but he also lives in like the a way better location too, and it's like. Dang. I think I think I'd, I I gotta give I'd be, I gotta give him some company. Sorry, I think I'd end up having like a summer winter location. That'd be great vibe going. I'd like a summer winter location. There is someone uh, we ran into on a cruise that they retired to cruise ships. Good for them. Yeah. Well, you can get like you can pretty easily get like uh, you're telling a me job they, like, on a cruise ship. Cruise? That's not crazy. No, they didn't get a job. They, they just, just live. They on just constantly. That's on awesome. Cruise? They said that they, How? where That's they were so from, fun. where they were, I forget where they <laughs> How were is that from, possible? but they said that it was pr- like the cost of living for them to just stay on cruises was, I forget, it was barely, they told us the different prices. It was barely well, more than where they were currently well, living. Well, think if you think about it like this to where like, let's say you do Royal Caribbean, because yeah. I'm sure you'd want to go somewhere and do a nice cruise line like that. The amount of points you would earn. Yeah. I'm sure if you well, work also, out the all math. All food was taken care as of. As I'm saying, you may be able to work it out to where you can live off of, I mean, yeah, like a, a thousand bucks a week. Is that crazy to say? I don't know. Yeah. Like that, so just, maybe it's like only a thousand bucks a week. And like, that's not an insane living, you know, 4,000 yeah. a month to live off of your, all your food, all your expenses. And then your, your family, like every year for vacation, let's just go see grandma and granddad on the cruise. Now, I will say this, <laughs> this is where the problem would exist for me if like that was my plan is like, you're gonna port and you're gonna spend a ton of money at the, all the tourism. Well, places. no, because you don't have necessarily. To. A lot of times you can just walk off the port and go to the beach right but, there. But I wouldn't do that. Like, well, I'm by, gonna, the, by I'm, your fifth time to Jamaica, true. like oh, we're back, go we're back in Libs in Portugal again. Like, you need to you need to go buy another sick. one of those uh, cowhide yeah. drums or something. Yeah, and like, like I don't have enough room in my bunk in the storage. The storage situation, like, do you just have a storage unit, like, like to keep, like, what do you even live with? Like, what? How many? You just need your suitcase. Can you do laundry on a cruise ship? What a crazy way to yeah. live life. Good That's for them. Insane. And if you get the drinks package, I mean, you they're the main characters, everything. man. That's great. Yeah, and they were just they just loved it because like new new people came on the cruise, and every week they just had new people to talk to. 
That's, That's so fun. So every week they would just go around and ask people where they were from and just live in life. They were super Man. social people. Yeah, was, so uh, yeah I would, You'd have they, to be. They probably have endless friends because my grandparents got heavy, were like, they haven't been in a while, like since the pandemic happened, like they, they hadn't really gone on another cruise. I don't know if they've been on one since, but they for years were, did cruises maybe twice a year. Like they were really into it and they would just have friends from like that they made in France. And That's things like so that. Funny. Like they, they have friends from all over the world that they like still keep in touch with, and it's just the craziest thing ever. Like, oh yeah, it's our friend. I think they have a friend like named Fergal, who I think is from <laughs> somewhere in Europe. Are you sure it wasn't Fergie? No, not Fergie. I was watching uh Fergal. I was watching a show. It's called The Circle on Netflix. Yeah, pretty good time. Uh, okay. Liz, it's like three I've seasons. Seen in. that Liz and I have watched all three seasons. It's a good time because essentially the whole idea is it's like it's social media. But as a reality show, mm-hmm. so everyone's in a room and it's just them in the room by themselves and they have a screen and they can talk to, you can like open chats to talk with other people and they'll have different games. So some people catfish and go in and someone else they think will help them win, other people, whatever. Oh, I could catfish. And you like go in and you talk to all these other people and then every week they vote off, they vote, they rank the people in the top two people become the and circle there's no influencers. Video chat? No, you never so, see them. <laughs> Top what people, is with that in, in like shows these days? Like all the blind stuff. They love the it. top two people become the circle influencers, and then they vote on who they want to send home. And when you get sent home, you go visit someone in real life. You walk to their room and get to meet them in person, and then you leave the whole group of video chat after. So a big thing people will do is like they go and like let's say Connor was playing a twenty-two-year-old college girl. Okay. And then I show up to Connor's room to talk to Alexis, I think, and it's Connor yeah, sitting there. Yeah. I would talk have to be to. I would have to be trying to visit <laughs> yeah. the people that like were the most obvious catfish. And so then like you walk in and then they always just leave like a, they obviously can't say, Hey, Alexis isn't who you think. And oh, so they'll right. always sit down and before anyone can talk the next day, they have a video message from the person who just got sent off. And it's like, um, they'll be like, Hey, uh, you know, really had a fun time here. Wish I could have stayed longer, but just so you know, not everyone's as they seem. How many and then Alexis on? is like, do I say that they came to see me or not? How many mm. people are on the show? And so they start off with like the initial group is like four and or how five, many, and then they add people throughout. What percentage of people would you say don't act as themselves? Like how how, how common is it? it normally it's like two to three every season, but okay. there's probably like ten people that rotate through, so twenty okay. to thirty percent. Okay, say. I was uh, curious because like, I feel like if everyone's I'm in there, on. Everyone's I'm not being myself. Everyone's <laughs> looking out for a catfish. Yeah, and so a lot of times people get sent home because people think they're catfishing. And it's like, no, I really, it's really me. Like, what do you, like this is so annoying. Uh, but That's this, so this funny. most recent season, they had the Spice Girls randomly thrown into the show what? as That's a catfish. That's funny. Toss in a celebrity. They tossed them in That's as a catfish. Funny. And basically the whole point the Spice Girls were there is if they could go undetected as a catfish for, uh, I think it was like they were on the show for like three or four days. If they could go undetected as a catfish for like those three or four days, then $50,000 got added to the prize pool. Oh my God. If people discovered them, that money didn't get added. How would you get discovered? Everyone though? else in the everyone else first off didn't know the Spice Girls were in there. Secondly, the one day three came, they were told you have to try to find the Spice Girls. They weren't told what the repercussions were uh, of like if you find them, you're gonna uh-huh. lose money. Oh, so they so people were after them. So, so that's people how they were would trying to find them. Okay. So oh. the final day they did they they um what they did was they had a '90s party before anyone knew the Spice Girls were there. I think it was a 90s party. And they, they like, for the parties, they bring like clothes that you're supposed to dress up in and mm-hmm. dance in your apartment by sure. yourself. I'm sure it's very cringy when you're there by yourself, mm-hmm. but like when they edit it all together, it's like a good time. Mm-hmm. And then they all like did a trivia game and there was like, uh, 
this they all they talked about like uh spice girls blah 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 then the circle revealed because they played like some of their songs then the circle revealed one of the players you're interacting with is two of the spice girls and then it immediately threw them into a spice girl trivia game oh my and you're supposed gosh. to answer questions about the spice girls oh man and so the spice girls are like how the heck do we play this because and so they all yeah. do it and then immediately after that it goes into a voting and everyone has to vote who they think the Spice Girls are. Do they get it? And the Spice Girls, they didn't get discovered. Well, then it pops up on the screen. The Spice Girls are headed to meet one of you now. So then everyone's freaking out because they're about to actually meet the Spice Girls. And so, <laughs> well, meanwhile, most there. people there are like, who are the Spice Girls? Yeah, probably. Like, well, no, <laughs> most of them knew. All okay. the Spice Girls? What was funny is, it was just two. It was Scary Spice and... I'm so guess, Mel B uh, and I forget the other. Oh, one. Mel B was, was, was Mel B. And Mel B drives me crazy. Mel B was basically the one. Was, was it Victoria? Wasn't there? Isn't it one of the? It was Beckhams? a blonde chick. Wait, am I? Victoria Beckham was a Spice Girl, no. right? No chance. Is that Bennett like Beckham? There's no chance. David Beckham's wife. I could have sworn he married a Spice Girl. I might be talking crazy right now. I do not know. I have to be careful. I just this know that time. I just know that I do not care for Mel B. Victoria Be- okay. Beckham Spice okay, Girl. She was. English singer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was say, Trevor. I would say those, she wasn't the Spice Girls. Her and Mel B are. It the was this one, this blonde one, known one. So I was like, I bet you it was them two. Okay, I don't know who the blonde chick is. I don't know. I would say those are the only two that I know of existence. Um, but regardless, so I think then what was funny was one of the guys was like a thirty-some-year-old guy, so he knew who the Spice Girls were, mm-hmm. but he was catfishing as a twenty-year-old. Ooh. Uh, so he had to act dumb enough that like he didn't know who they were. Yeah, but not too dumb to bring suspicion on. Yeah. Him. And so it was pretty funny because then like the question came up and it was about like this Spice Girls movie. Didn't know they had a movie. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what's the title to it? And so he knew because apparently it was massive when it came out. Okay. So he knew the title and the title isn't super obvious, but like the really obvious one was like Spice Girls, the movie, mm-hmm. but it was actually titled something completely different. So he's like, what do I do? Like, do I know the answer? But like it, but like Nathan wouldn't know the answer. Who's who he's playing? That's it was, so it was pretty funny. funny. I mean, That's I'm just trying to think funny. of who I would play, but it, I promise you, it would be nothing like nothing like who I am. I would. Well, be what was crazy is person. so I would be a jerk. in the first season. <laughs> in the first season, a woman came on and played her husband named Trevor, and she won the show Got playing you. her husband. <laughs> right. That's that's, that's a good strategy. Two seasons yeah, later, they had her husband come on and play one of his wife's friends. So then wow. it's actually Trevor. So like he's like uh, a circle celebrity. So like mm, everyone who goes on the circle, I want to be a circle celebrity. Has watched the circle and knows a lot about it. So they mm-hmm. know Trevor. That dirty. And dog. so he was playing one of his wife's friends, and he made it to the finals. He was actually one of the final two. So he almost won it. He didn't win though. He almost won it. Spoiler. <laughs> and um, but when they like reveal who he, like they how they reveal the finals like who everyone is is they have you all go to a dinner together and they mm-hmm. bring you in one at a time. Love that. And then it'll say like so-and-so is on their way to meet you. Mm. And so then it said, so-and-so is on his way to meet you. And they had him be the last one that walked in. And so he walked in and everyone was like, I think his, I think he was playing a girl named like Amari or something. And they were like, no, it was Imana. I don't know. doesn't matter. They walk in and he, he says who he was and they're like looking at him. He goes, but my real name's Trevor. And then everyone just like lost their mind. Cause then they got to meet the person that That's like funny. the first season, He's the person won it, I mean, his family almost won $250,000 from the show. Wow! Dang, because his wife won. What does the winner win? A hundred grand. Oh, okay. But then this year, the Spice Girls it got up to one fifty. Mm. Yeah, it's wild. It's, it's a really fun show. It is very the infa- very funny the infatuation with like the 
like shows that are all coming up on Netflix where you can't see the other people. Yeah. Because like Love is Blind love was is, another great love one. Love is Blind and I think there was one other one, Married at First or Love at First Sight was the other one and then uh, this one now. The Circle it, every season starts and you go oh, this is so annoying and then five episodes in you're just enthralled. Five episodes in. I don't know, a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, you get five in the there. The first season the cast they had was incredible. And so it drew you in right mm-hmm. away. The second season, the initial cast, you're comparing them to the first cast. And so you're you like, suck. these people suck. This is going to be awful. Mm-hmm. But then you start to get to know them. And next thing you know, you're enthralled. And then the third season, same exact thing. I'm like, this is like, this show's just gotten gone to crap. Like they're throwing way too many things in. Mm-hmm. And then I loved it. You loved it. Mm-hmm. So you the just got to push through. It does you know? sound like fun. It does sound it's like a good fun. time. It's on Netflix. Show. The Circle. I, um, yeah, I'm watching the, the Obi-Wan Disney series right now. I've given up on Star Wars. That's fair. Um, Mainly because I didn't. I watched like when when Disney took over Star Wars and released that first one. Yeah, I don't remember what that one was. The Force Awakens. Rogue, was okay. the four, oh. I watched that the Force one. Force Awakens was okay. I haven't watched anything past that. And at this worse. point, I'm too far away because then worse. they they just started. There's so many series. And stuff I now. watched. The, I, well, I think I watched the Force Awakens and then I didn't watch any of the other. Because like ones. then there's, there's like so the many. Han Solo movie and That's then there's like the. Stunk other movie that's about one person rogue one's phenomenal rogue one that and then there's good. the other like actual episode in between those two and then there's the mandalorian and then there's well, whatever this it's not a more complicated than this because okay there's the original so do those things all exist you've got the original six star wars movies right yes i'm gonna explain what you would actually need to watch as far as timeline is concerned so you got the original six and then they made three new ones that go on the end of it right Okay, so and then in between each so of those three is a character development one. Right, but like the Han Solo movie, pointless. You don't need to watch that. The Rogue One movie is a timeline filler. It fills in. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like but so, once you but miss far, them, but, I'm, I'm not. I'm never but watching. But I'm again. saying as far as ones that actually squeeze in the timeline, it's really just the Rogue One and because the Mandalorian is also very, very much not like not important. So well, you also don't really need to know much there about is Star Wars to watch yeah, Mandalorian. There is important things in Mandalorian, but it's not it, for me. It's not as like much of a timeline gap filler as Rogue One and the Obi Wan series could be, I guess. So like, I really, think the Mandalorian was just I, a good show. Yeah, like, I think there's really Star only Wars two aside. kind of extra ones, and they're not necessary at all. Now that being said, like the new Star Wars movies stunk, and um, I think Disney ruined Star Wars. Yeah, they're not doing a good job. The Mandalorian show, I, when they bought it, was done well. I, guess. I was like, "This is going to be incredible," really? because now you're getting. <laughs> well, I was thinking like, you're getting Star Wars with a Disney budget now. But the problem is, you the problem the whole problem was not really Disney. It was that they removed George Lucas. So you, yes, you take you take the guy who made well, the entire thing first, away from it. It's like, well, there but it goes. when it first came in, when it first got announced, I don't think that was it was still on the table. You probably yes. So yeah, no, I, I and even when the first one came out, I went to the like release of it excited. When Disney Star and then I walked away and I was like, that sucked. When I'm Disney done. bought Star Wars, it was such a long time ago. Like it was forever ago, and it took a while for that first movie came out. The the so far the Obi Wan series has been. It's very cool to see Ewan McGregor reprise that role. That's cool. I love Ewan but McGregor. so far, I'm three episodes in, and that's all that's been released so far, I believe. And it's a very aggressive nostalgia grab. So yeah. far is what I'm getting from it. It's not very. It's pretty poorly directed and just a super. There's one of the. I think I feel like Star show. Wars at this point is something. It, it's another one of those. A lot of series end up doing this where they just know they can make money. Oh yeah, because they always know make money. people are going to watch it because there's enough diehard Star Wars fans right. that if they lose people like me, it doesn't really affect their bottom line that much. 
Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. I won't, I just won't watch anymore because now I, I didn't like it. I loved Star Wars, the first six. Mm-hmm. Watched that multiple times. When the first one came out, I was excited. I understood everything that was going on. I, it kind of flopped for me. I didn't really like it. And then after that, I just lost interest. What is interesting is the and way... And the more they came out with, the less interested I get. What is interesting is, now, it's not completely the same, but the way that we feel about these new movies is similar to how the generation above us felt about the prequels. Not quite as aggressive, but they hated them pretty bad, and our generation yes. loves the prequels. Yeah, you're So right. it will be interesting to see if the next generation below us latches onto these new ones. I, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a different level. It is a lot more films, and I think it's also a different level of bad. Like I think they were, especially the like the first one was I think it was a fine movie, especially the last one. It really turned into a mess. They just they had different directors going on. Like they didn't they didn't know what they were doing. There's some things that need to be left behind in the past. Well, yeah. Well, it's like I mean, it, it's hard. There's because things are just going to change no matter what. When you get to like like Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was incredible and then i think they were smart because they, they didn't go past the books so then they went into the hobbit and that was separate and the hobbit was still good well right it's different with lord because like star wars there is no books yeah but like well there are books well, yeah but they're not the original it's no, not where it came it's from. not their original but like yeah. if they were to try to make a lord of the rings 4 and like just do it on their own it would suck and i would hate it but it's something where if that came out would a lot of people watch it and would they make a lot of money yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that oh, yeah, the brand, there's a time the to Star stop, Wars brand is like, invincible. The Lord of the Rings brand would be invincible. The Harry Potter brand is invincible. And the new Harry Potter movies are fine. Yeah, they're pretty good. But, but they did a good job also because it's different. Than yeah, the they, they, yeah, they spun them mm-hmm. very much, which I think helps. I haven't seen the, the newest one yet, but I enjoyed the first I two. I had a good time. Um, but it's on HBO, mm. by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, it, they, like it's, it's kind of just one of those things where, yeah, there's those, those invincible brands that are just like... Especially when you got to experience them in their prime, it's gonna get worse for you. <laughs> There's not like it's. I don't know what's gonna happen with Star Wars. I that, it'll be very interesting to see because the spinoff shows they're rocking with right now, and those are getting much better critical reception than because they've like I mean they had John uh, Favreau do the Mandalorian, and he did like the Iron Man movies. Like he's pretty legit. Um, we'll see with the Obi Wan series. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but. As far as like the main movies, like will like there was talk. I mean, I think there was rumors going around that George Lucas gave them an offer, and he said, like he basically told them, "I will do three more movies for you if you agree to wipe the other three from existence." Basically, wow, like wipe them from Star Wars canon, just like they didn't exist. And I was like, that's crazy, but like. It really hurts me, honestly, is like some of the main actors in those new Star Wars movies are pretty good. Um, yeah. Like I really like John Boyega and Daisy Ridley is is pretty solid and uh, Oscar Isaac is good. It's the writing that stunk. It's not the acting. It's certainly not the production. It's the Star Wars budget. Like it's cool. The writing just kind of stunk. It, it just didn't really have a good vision. So we'll see. I'm with you, Hunter. I kind of I, I I liked the same thing. I liked the original movies and then gave up on it. I will say this: as far as the new stuff, except for I did out, watch the Mandalorian just because of the the like the groundbreaking technological advances in like CGI and filming. Yeah. I watched I it just get, for that. And with it was the new incredible. stuff, if I only watch, watched it once. I watched I it all hit, once. I haven't seen it again since. Mm-hmm. If I don't hit a show like the Mandalorian before it gets mainstream, I refuse. I watched because it like, like a year after. It once was enough people tell me you have to watch it. I just will never watch it. 
Because like is then that a everyone healthy personality trait? Probably not. But everyone <laughs> yeah. like forces it down my throat, and I'm yeah. like, it makes me. I, I mean, yeah, everybody kind of feels it the makes reason me hate why. Like I intentionally call it Baby Yoda, and I refuse to call it whatever the frick it's real. Oh name yeah, is. the child. Like no, it's Baby. Yoda. No, but it has a real name. The girl. Like girl. the oh, yeah. Oh well, for a while there, you had to call the it the child. Yeah, but I yeah. I intentionally call it Baby Yoda. Baby because Yoda. I like getting under the Mandalorian diehard mm-hmm. skin because the only, they got under my skin by trying to force me to watch Mandalorian. <laughs> the only reason me, why I'm missing out I only saw season one it. of that show. The only reason why I watched uh, the Mandalorian, like there's there's a few movies and shows that I watch, and usually I watch them after they've been out for a while, and it's because I I see so many. Um, things on YouTube that are like film breakdowns and like CGI breakdowns and like of like how good the effects are in it and how good the movies are. And I'm like, okay, well if it's that good, like I want to watch it for that. I will not look at it like critic acclaimed or like people just tell me about it. Like that might, yeah. that might make me go see it. But the Mandalorian was because I saw all the behind the scenes of how they filmed it. Yeah. And I was like, I oh, mean, I got to see. They what broke the, records what for the how much was. they spent per episode on that show. I know that they spent millions and millions per episode. It was but insane. it's because they were like developing the new technology. It's probably gonna be cheaper from now on because they already developed it. The more basically yeah, because know. there's less there should, set like dressing. A chart for me of the more people, it's like the likelihood of me watching something, and it like that's on one side, and it like starts high, and then it's the more people that tell me about it. It's on the bottom, and it's just a it's a drastic downslope. Mm. Like there's not ever like a point where like the more people tell me, it's probably like this, like it's probably like that type of curve okay. where there's a point of no return where you can uh-huh. people can keep telling me like the Mandalorian, I will never watch it out of spite. Because too many people told me I had to watch That's it. That's so funny. And that my life would be life, so much better if I watched it. I'm like, no. My life didn't my get life's that gonna be, much like Harry Potter is very that. similar. Mandalorian. Enough I, people. I loved that show, but I would never tell anybody, oh, you've got to watch yeah. Mandalorian. Because <laughs> it's I'm only saying. for specific people because it's really, it's really slow Well, it's because I, like, I liked Star Wars. So okay. people that knew I liked that the first sense. six Star Wars were like. So they're like trying to help you. They're trying to get me back into Star Wars. And I'm like, no. Like, you're trying to get me back into Star Wars, and I know I'm not going to enjoy the other movies, because I already watched one. Okay. And it's like Harry Potter. Enough people have told me that I'm missing I, out by Hunter, not watching the Harry last Potter. Thing I ever want the last thing I want is for you to watch Harry Potter. It's too late. It's not even y'all. It's too late. He already it started watched well it. before y'all of people telling me I need to watch it. No, I don't want you to. I'm not going to. Good. Yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't I, need I'm you at this point in this chart. Life. I'm at this point in this chart. No one can tell me anything past Good. this now. I'm here. I'm glad. I'm never watching What's Harry it, Potter. What are some examples of those things? Yeah, I want to see, because none other. of the things that you've said I've been passionate about so far, but there's bound Harry to be something. Harry Potter is a big one. I um, like Harry Potter, but I'm not sure the you new, would. Any of the new Star Wars stuff, that's big. Don't care that much. Uh, um, Mandalorian is a good show if you like filmmaking. The Lord of the Rings would have been had I not seen it. Don't like, care. Lord of the Rings is one where I watched it enough that once people told me how good it was, I can quit a bit. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm almost and to the point done. with Lord of the Rings where I'm ready to watch it because I have I watched actually, it last I've year. seen I've seen the the two hour movie of the making of Lord of the Rings, but I've never actually mm-hmm. seen a Lord of you the Rings. You would enjoy movie. it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it would change your life. You know what's but funny? It's a great, it's a great I think, series. I still the, think the I haven't seen the too. last like half hour of the last one. Um, I don't think I got that. I don't think I like. I think what I are some busy. other? <laughs> I was busy. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the other. One. I, I mean, they the are gist. long movies. It they takes are, a lot yeah, of time. No, you have to sit long. down and like set your afternoon. They're good apart. movies. Don't get me wrong. Liz has never watched any of them or refuses. To. I didn't quite feel Liz the is very similar to, me. to them that a lot of mm-hmm. people do, but like they're good. movies. The more you push something onto her, the less she does it. I'm. I can be like that. So I'm not gonna. I don't think you're crazy. I'm not t- typically really like that with like movies or shows just because I like them so much. But like, see, because that's a, that's with my music. Thing of, I I'm definitely like that with music. That's my thing with movies and stuff. Is 
I don't, I'm not super into movies and stuff. So like, I'm only not, I actually love movies, but I'm, I like, I'm not good with the commitment to sit down for two hours and watch. Yeah. Them. I love movies. So I, I do. Cause I love movies and almost every time I, I finish a movie, I'm like, that was a great time. The best, like I had this time, like there's a period of time when I was in college, I was friends with these two guys, um, that were cinematic arts majors and like, were really into movies and like we did like movie nights a lot in people's dorm rooms in college and like I really love doing it. I love watching movies but at, in the evening you have limited time it's tough to be like yeah let's sit down and watch two and a half hour movie I like movies with a group I'm not big on movies by Same. myself like oh, I, I, I never watched the last a movie time by I watched a movie by myself was whenever I watched Joker and it's because yeah. my wife was out of town I knew she wouldn't want to watch it, it and, is. and I like I hadn't I haven't watched a movie by myself other than that probably really like not very much at yeah. all, but I watch. I like like if me and my wife are sitting down, like after dinner or something. I'm not. I'm not gonna suggest that we watch a movie. I I would much yeah. prefer us watch episodes of a show it's because less I like commitment. Ex- yeah, that's very you have true. a choice to take a break. Yes, but I love movies. But I want to go see them in the movie theater, <laughs> no. or I want to have like a movie night. The new I don't want to just like things, casually watch. A movie. All those episodes are like at least mm, an hour. 20. Walking Dead. That's another one. Mm. Oh, okay. I was Walking really Dead enjoying was really Walking good. Dead. Never watched Walking Dead. And then I missed a season. And, and then, then it blew up. everyone told me about how what much about I missed. Breaking Bad. Another that's, one. That's I refused one, to watch it. That's one of yeah. the people that I... People well, just I rub feel, it down, like it down your throat of like, your life is worse because you haven't seen this. And I'm like, my life's great you without have, watching You must it. have a lot of people that are extreme with that stuff because <laughs> nobody talks to me like uh, that. It pisses me I'm off. Not, I'm kind of like, I can kind of be like that with friends. Like, I just don't care to watch friends. Like, just I will tell I people that a show is really good, but I'm never going to like get extreme with it. People get extreme with it. and I. But Hunter, that I bet I bet some people are also like that with The Office though, where like people oh, sure. won't watch The Office because it's too it Absolutely. got too mainstream. Uh, if I hadn't... Yeah, you're looking at one. If I there. hadn't watched <laughs> The Office when it came out, I would be that person. Yeah. Yeah, I would sense. not watch the That's why that's why I don't watch Friends cuz I didn't watch Friends like I didn't watch Friends let before me help, well, it let became me mainstream. I got like a year or two ago, maybe even more, I got like 3 seasons into Friends. Mm-hmm. Here I'm missing. It's anything. like Parks and Rec. Take it's that, like or, uh, take the hat. Yeah. Stranger Things is no, kind of like, like that's how it's like that's kind of how Gabby it's is. Comedy. Yeah, that's Friends. You're is. Right. Just like New Girl. That's kind of how uh that's I I think that New Girl Profe- is funny. Professional but. ignoring right there Connor cuz that No, I've watched I've watched Friends. It was our fall fall asleep show. For Friends a while. is Friends gotcha. is very much like it it's not an awful show. It's a show. good just it's a good sitcom. Yeah, it's very much just like a pretty pretty, you know, it's cup get, of coffee show. It's going to get this laugh out of me a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there are only it. like there's one character that I think I found funny, and that was Chandler. Chandler's there's definitely funny. shows like that. I mean, I would think that where the characters are so exaggerated because they're supposed to be representing a group of people. I think that that's kind of how Friends is, where like everybody can relate to one of those characters, and they're extremely right. exaggerated to be a generic character. And I do think that Friends is like that. I will say, New Girls like that. Each character represents a a group of people, and it's they're very exaggerated characters. I just think it's really funny. And then I think that How I Met Your Mother is like that. Each character is very exaggerated. Like, I think, but that the, I would group all those shows into the same same genre, though. Yeah. That's all I have to say. That's all there is really to say. And we'll end this podcast on The Office is Good. Yeah. It won't change your life if you watch it, though, but you should watch it. Well, here, the only reason why it might change your life. You're about to make a lot of people not watch it, so be careful. No, 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 no. might not, change your life because you might not get anything done when you exactly. get to season two and you got to get through the whole thing. It might change your life because you because you might like it a lot. I watched, You might rewatch it for the rest of I your life. I watched the entirety of season two in one day. 
That's how I was with Psych. I, I liked Psych a lot. And, and Psych it, season two, I watched in one sitting. And it in one sitting, it was 12 or 13 episodes, all an hour each. And I just didn't move. I will say a show that changed That's my impressive. life. A show that changed my life because I never gave it the time of day because I didn't give a crap about it until one of my roommates two years ago forced me to sit down and watch it was Community, and it changed my life because it's one of the funniest shows I have ever Community's seen. Community's a good time. It is so funny. I've rewatched it three times. But see, then. like what you just said, they force you down to watch it. Mm-hmm. If that happens to me, I will fist fight before I watch Well, I mean, show. it wasn't like, I don't want to watch this show, and they made me. It was like, you guys want to watch some TV? Sure. Okay, I've got to show you this show. I really think you guys are going to think it's funny. And I was laying in bed already. He put it on, and it was very funny. That's, that's how it worked. If somebody... Yeah, you Hunter, you do very much have a, like... A what's the word I'm looking for? The kind of personality where you want to push things. If you if you don't like something, you're not going to be convinced that you like. No, it. No, I refuse. Like there's that's what that's like. Like hummus. Well, for example, that's how like anytime I've tried to tell you guys a joke from New Girl, I should never preface it with "This is a joke from New Girl." No, you're one not time, think it's one funny. time you didn't, and you said it, and Trevor and I both just sat there like. What no, the heck that's is that? not true. Yeah. I know what time you're talking about, and I did say this is from New Girl, but it's just a really funny joke. You can try. I mean, we give you full permission to try and make a joke from that show that and not tell us where it's no, from. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not like it, that's not really a show where you like take jokes from it. It's just like the characters because, like, are funny. They're kind of forced because they're kind of forced. No, it's just because like it's the way the it's, character says it that's funny, right? Because like it's a, yeah. it's, it's like a little forced. Really, like if it. you were to say it in real life, it'd be a little forced. It's not clever, you know. It's, it's just kind of lazy comedy. It's kind of like forced. I forgot you guys only like like really realistic shows. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. Like the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> What's our random sound, Connor? Dude, it's just going to be me being so angry at you guys. <laughs> it's like a chord and like we'll judge who does the chord in the best. And you can't sing a chord. Okay, no, 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 like a so, guitar. Yeah, you, you make a guitar no, you noise. You can't. You can sing a note, but you can't no, sing you a can. chord. You can. No, Watch. you can't. Watch. G. No. <laughs> See, that's a note. That? That's a note. How good was that? <laughs> How good was it? I think it was a little. I think it was a little low. Okay, that was insane. That was actually really good. Was that a G? It was. I, mean, I don't know. I don't perfect pitch. It was. Oh, you go now. You should go. I bring up my, okay, I well, I'm gonna do guitar, the, Should I bring a guitar tuner? No, up? don't, don't, don't. I'm gonna do go. the closest way to you doing a chord, which is you do, do it. No, tri- you can do it. Which is to do it's a possible. major triad. Do it. Dum dum dum. That wasn't even close. That was that was a chord. Because in order for it to be no, it wasn't a chord because I didn't do them all at the same time. That was very bad. It's technically an arpeggio. That's very good, Hunter. It's—I mean—it sounds it's like a, a strum. Chord. It's not a chord because you're not playing more than one note at a time. <laughs> Bye.